Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon its sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. We get behind the boards. We've got the Hill Hippie. Say hello, Hill Hippie. Hello, Hill Hippie. <laughs> uh, so we usually uh, start with our weekends. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Uh, a lot of outside work done. You know, had to tame the yard. And uh, still got a lot of a uh, lot of stuff to do out there, man. Just uh, with all the storms we've been having, with the high winds, all the tree limbs that have been coming down, you know, over the past month, month and a half, I've been doing a decent amount of burning in the yard, and the wind's taken all that work I've done of trying to get rid of the excess brush and just said, "I uh, screw you, have three times as much." <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been windy. Yeah, tree's little, been falling down. Tree's been falling down. Limbs been falling down. <laughs> but hey. Fires are fun. Mm-hmm. When done responsible, children. Yes, absolutely. You want to fix that chroma key there on that, on uh, that frame there? Chroma key? Yeah. You select that little side. Oh, of yeah, thing. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's a pretty interesting weekend there, I guess. Burning brush. <laughs> Something like that. That's nice. That's nice. Well, mostly I've been, um, I've been looking for all over the internet for the actors who played, uh, uh, Jen and Kira in the Dark Crystal. I can't find anything on them, you know. And so I'm just I'm you know, wondering, have you guys, do you know, if those actors did anything else after that movie? Because uh, don't even know the uh, the uh, the name of the actors enough to be able to say yes or no. Okay, it's weird because I can't find anything on them. Um, yeah. So if you know, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Uh, let me know if you find out what happened to those uh, uh, the the actors who played the Gelflings in um, the Dark Crystal because I can't find anything on. It. I thought maybe that the girl who played Kira might have been like Amelia Clark's mom or something. But uh, why is that? I don't know. She just kind of looks like Amelia Clark, and I was like, uh, just like I wonder if that's like her mom or something. Okay, are you talking about in the actual movie what yeah, she the, looks like? Kira, yeah, the, the Kira. She looks like like Amelia Clark, a little bit. You realize those are Muppets, right? What? Those are Muppets. What? Yeah, it was a Jim Henson dude. They're they're puppets. Yeah. So I guarantee you, what you saw on screen for Kira was not. Uh, I've touched myself thinking about that damn. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, you know, I was, you know, preteen. I was like, that Kira really does it for me. It's a puppet? It's a puppet. See, I knew Fizzigig was a puppet. I knew that. And everything else was a puppet. But I thought those were real actors. Well, voice actors. Oh man. See, I, that's crazy. Fizzigig, you know, I, I knew he was a puppet because he's just too damn cute to be real. They're cuter. Fizzigig is cuter than a, a mogwai. Mogwai? Yeah. You mean gizmo? Yeah. Okay. Like gizmo. Assuming there's more than one mogwai. Well, gizmo was the only mogwai that you saw, except for when the other gremlins became mogwai for small amounts oh, of time. Water. But those mogwai weren't cute. Gizmo was cute. The other mogwai were pretty fugly. But still, I mean, you could have, the other mogwai, I mean, if you never fed them after midnight, they would stay mogwai. Yeah, but they weren't cute. You no. said cute like mogwai. I'm like, no, the other mogwai were not cute. I thought the other mogwai were kind of cute. They're dicks, but I mean, I don't know why, you know, maybe it's because it was dirty uh, water that had like paint in it. They got, like, if you, if you splash a mogwai with clean water or distilled water, maybe they become cute. Maybe. But if it's dirty water, like swamp water or you know, like stuff you, you know, clean your brushes in. Uh, unless it was watercolor, then they might become cute. Otherwise, I think they're going to turn into the gremlins. I could have swore those were oh, wait, real no, actors. No, it's, they multiply. So maybe yeah. that's what it was. You had to use watercolor water in order to get them to be cute. Regular water just didn't do it. And if it was distilled water, they would probably come out as hairless. Or boring. Yeah. All they want to do is get a job. <laughs> become accountants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I could have swore those were real people all these years. All those years. Unbelievable. Anyway, that was my weekend. I was looking for puppets on the internet all weekend, I guess. <laughs> 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 well, 
Where are those? Where are they now? Jen and Kira. Uh, probably hanging somewhere up in Henson, the Henson family uh, vaults. I don't know if Henson has a studio anymore or not. I think they do. I don't know. They must, because, well, wait, no, they had to have recently been either recreated or uh, pulled out of storage, because there is, aren't they doing a Dark Crystal 2? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to go and look for the Dark Crystal 2 right now. I can't do this behind the scenes. You got to select that other side. Yeah, I, I know how to do it, but I was trying to do it behind the scenes oh, without oh, pulling it up you. on screen, and I can't get it to go work that way. Uh, age resistance, first look, 2019. Oh, that looks creepy. Oh, this TV series, I guess. Yeah, it looks like they're doing a Dark Crystal TV series. Oh, is it a TV series? Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. See, now, yeah, that looks, looks creepy. Returns to the world of Thra. Three Gelflings discovers a horrible secret behind the Skeksis power. Set out to ignite the fires of rebellion and save the world. So I guess Gelflings are just kind of dicks. It seems like. I don't know about that. What the hell are they? I don't even know what they are. Meddlesome? If you're a Skeksis? Well, I mean, you never really talk about it, like, why they tried to hunt down. It's just because just of the prophecy. It could have been that they were, like... Uh, they had no sanitation. They were shitting everywhere. And no, it was because they needed their energy in order to sustain their long life. Their essence. Right. Which was sucked out by the dark crystal. That's a weird thing to have, just sitting there floating. Yeah. How does that shit work? Uh, it's, I think it has something to do with the same uh, physics involved in the flying mountains of Pandora. All right. So somewhere in that world, there is a large tree that interconnects with everything and everything glows when the connectivity is going on. You know, what should be happening in our world, but we've killed this one so much that we don't have that shit. It's a weird ass planet. man. The, the mycelium now on our planet just hangs like, man, these motherfuckers are trying to kill us. There's one guy on a podcast who try, hunts us down and eats us. You know, we're, we're not glowing like that shit no more, man. <laughs> it's a bad evolutionary step, you know? <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> We glow in the dark. Why? I don't know. Bioluminescence. Surprisingly enough, there is bioluminescence in some form of fungi on this planet. Uh, yeah, but they, it's usually in places where there's absolutely absolutely zero light. Wrong. Really? Yeah. There's one that grows in the forest called the jack-o'-lantern mushroom. Uh, the taxonomical name comes eluding me right now. But the underside, the gills only, will actually glow faintly in the dark. What would be the purpose of that? I have no idea. So worms have a place to read. I guess. <laughs> Come outside, meet the, meet the missus. Come inside, meet the missus. We're reading books. <laughs> We're sleeping under the mushroom. <laughs> oh, man. That's what it is. That's for the uh, the Smurfs who like to uh, stay up late. That's where the Smurf parties happen. <laughs> Smurf parties. Uh, anyway, just to change gears, I was uh, I was thinking about the first murder. You know, uh, Cain and Abel? Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about the first murder and how, I wonder how long it took before Cain figured out exactly what happened. Wait a minute, was that actually the first murder? Supposedly. You, you okay. Uh, you don't think Adam and Eve were walking around the Garden of Eden and, oh, this, this gnat is just bugging me. Yeah, but they made. First it. murder. I don't think that there were gnats in the Garden of Eden. And even if there was, I don't think that they would necessarily think that they killed it. You know? I don't think that I don't think that they killed anything up to that point. And Cain, you know, Cain kills Abel. He gets pissed off, kills Abel. And it just it just makes me wonder, like, how long did it take before he had to figure he figured out what exactly happened? You know, because you know, uh what did he did he drop the rock and like nudges his brother's corpse and say, Okay, Abel, no time for sleeping, you gotta watch the sheep <laughs> you know. And then he's like shaking him for a while, and he's not getting up. And he's like, "I don't know, I don't know why you're not moving, bro." And so uh, maybe he went to his mom and dad. He's like, "Hey, uh, mom, dad, uh, like Abel's just like sleeping out in the in the field. He pooped his loincloth, and uh, <laughs> he's just sleeping out there." And so they all, so the, all three of them, having never experienced this before, go out there and they take turns shouting, shaking Abel, and 
wake up, wake up. And he's like, geez, he must really be tired. You know, and they uh, they look at it, look at his head and say, what happened to his head? And uh, Cain's like, oh, you know, the Lord looked down upon favor with Abel's sacrifice and not mine, so I hit him in the head with a rock. And, you know, Adam sits there and thinks for a second. He's like, and that's all? And he's like, yeah, that's all. And, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should take him back to our cave and see if he wakes up from this. Okay. Right. Should we clean him up? Yeah, let's clean him up. Clean him up a bit, take him to the cave, you know, maybe 12 hours later. And he's like, he still hasn't woken up. And uh, it's starting to stink in the cave. I mean, seriously, how long did it take for them to figure out what exactly transpired that day? And then how much longer after that did it take them to figure out that they probably should bury him? Mm, Don't know. So, I mean, a lot of the harsh lesson of Cain's betrayal of his brother has to do with the fact that the first time, it was like, what a headache it was to to deal with the first dead body. Because nobody knew how to deal with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there's one problem I have with uh, your whole premise here. Just one? Just one. All right. Because this one problem handles all the rest of them. All right. What fruit was it that Eve had uh, that did Eve ingest and then have Adam ingest, which led to them getting to the situation where they started fucking, which created uh, Cain and Abel. I have no idea what fruit it was. Passion fruit? The fruit of the tree of knowledge? Of, good, think... of good and evil. And so um, I don't know what tree that corresponds with today. Uh, no, but they gave them the knowledge of good and evil. I think they would know immediately, crack, blood spills out, oh... Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and say that that's evil. Yeah. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. Okay. Th- fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, you poked holes in that theory. So, so you're just ruining my childhood left and right. I'm telling you. <laughs> Jen and Kira and now Cain and Abel. So I just want to tell you about uh, our sponsor. We are sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. You can find them at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Uh they are located in the Lease Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue and here in Fredericksburg, and they have a five-mile delivery radius from that location. So apologies to our listeners in Warsaw. Their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays are open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays are open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. That's dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Ooh, paid that bill. Okay, so I got a little section set aside here for Hill Hippies Garden. Oh, we're going there already. All, All right. <clears throat> so, question for you, my friend. All right. You have seen Avengers, <clears throat> excuse me, Avengers Endgame, correct? Yeah. You have the knowledge of basic video editing, correct? Basic, okay. Have you ever thought about taking the existing film and removing bits or pieces of it and splicing the rest of it back together? Uh... No. No? <laughs> Seems like a project. Like, do you remember the Phantom edit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when, Where they took out Jar Jar Banks from the Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's like some guy went through that entire film and said, I'm just taking out all the parts I don't like of this movie. Right. Which is basically Jar Jar. And so, um, and I just, I remember thinking, it's like, Jesus, that guy needs a job. You know, <laughs> it's just like, because I couldn't, sitting down and going through, like, for example, like a 10 minute video. If I do a 10 minute video on my YouTube channel, you know. That may take a lot of time if it's not just raw video that we're, like, recording, like, right now. Right. You know, uh, back when I was just using images and stuff like that, a 10-minute video would take a while. And so just sitting around thinking about, like, editing a two, two-and-a-half-hour movie. But that was, like, three hours, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, three-hour movie. That seems like a nightmare. I, I'll just tell myself, it's like, no way my computer will handle it. It'll, <laughs> it'll crash. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, there's no way I could render all this. Well, somebody has taken uh, that concept. In the spirit of the Phantom Edit, according according to an article on NPR. So go out there and look for this article because, wow, dude, the name of the article itself is called Avengers, but make it without women or men hugging or levity in general. What? Some user on Reddit. What's it, five minutes long? Five minutes long? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. There's only 30% of the original content left. (laughs) Somebody has went in and taken out all the female superhero scenes, any scene with uh, dudes hugging, 
dude hugging Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson's completely removed from the movie. No Captain Marvel at all. That's a good call. <laughs> but what's yeah. left? You, there's no yeah. way there is an enjoyable m- m- movie experience. Even at, at 30% of three hours, you know, you're you're coming in in what, around yeah. 40 minutes or so of... Actual substance. No substance <laughs> yeah. at all. Oh, right. no H- substance. How can you be following? There's no story to follow. It's like, there's so many plot holes. What's going on? <laughs> and it, here's the thing. He removed the uh, the dude's hugging in the movie, right? Yeah. Because, okay. because he, wanted, he didn't want the gay cinnamon in his movie. Gay cinnamon? Sentiment. Oh, okay. I was like, gay cinnamon. That sounds like an awesome pop band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, tore out of Seattle. Probably. Yeah. Makes sense to me. But uh, he wanted to get rid of all the gay sentiment in the movie. Uh, well, okay. Uh, bro hugs aren't exactly gay. Right. Well, here's my, here's my take on all this. So, dude, you don't like gayness in your movie. Yet, you want to wa- uh, watch a movie... Where all you're doing is watching uh, watching dudes running around in tights. Yeah. I, I think you're trying to hide something a little there, buddy. Did, did you, well, I don't know. It's yeah. Not, it's not for me to judge. Uh, you know what? If I was to make that, I would take out all the dudes because you know what I want to see on screen? Hot women. Women. And you know what? There's hot women in that movie. A lot of them. Yeah. Just, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I think people are... It, it's de- defeminized. People are getting real mad at this feminism stuff going on. Where, um, you know, you're equal, but you're still trying to take. And so um, I think that a lot of dudes in this country are real sick of that. And so... Uh, Was that the right way to go about no. putting his message out no. there? No. No. It's a, it's, a, it's a stupid idea. All right. Let, let's just put this out there. Far be it from me to tell you what your political views on things should be. But if your answer is to remove the image of Scarlett Johansson from any piece of art, you're fucking wrong. You're, yep. You're making a mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. You're removing Scarlett Johansson from anything is a dumb idea. Yeah. I mean, I even saw Lost in Translation because of her. <laughs> Not because of Bill Murray. But Bill Murray's, Bill Murray's a treasure. He's a national treasure. You can't hate on Bill Murray. He's an international treasure. We need he need they need a statue of him in DC. I mean, if you want to pull down like Confederate statues, and I'm, I can't stop you, go ahead. But put up a statue of Bill Murray or something. Replace all Confederate statues with statues of Bill Murray. <laughs> all re- replace EK says replace all Confederate statues with statues of Bill Murray. I second that. But you know, Bill Murray's what would save the United States. Some. Uh, crazy government and let's say Kaznia gets a hold of a whole bunch of nuclear missiles. We must blow up the U.S. except where Bill Murray lives. <laughs> we say we spare Bill Murray. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray. Um, you... How about some California grad? Uh, what is it? Uh, generosity. <laughs> uh, oh, hospitality is what, is what yeah. the word was. Yeah. Um, imagine if like, uh, uh, darn it! I think I lost my thought. Oh, did I lose it? I sure did. Oh, it was uh, Freaks and Geeks. Have you ever seen Freaks and Geeks? A, a yeah. couple episodes, but there's, not much of it. There's a scene where, um, uh, I forget, Martin's Martin's mom starts dating uh, Biff, Biff Tannen. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, it's so um, they have this conversation at the dinner table about Bill Murray, and he's, uh, he's going off and be like, I don't understand, he's acting like a kid, and, you know, I don't understand this Bill Murray guy. And Martin says to him, uh, Bill Murray's the funniest man alive. And all I could do is, like, that's true. Yep. Bill Murray is the funniest man alive. <laughs> and let's face it. Bill Murray only has one flaw. He's a Cubs fan. Eh, well, what can you do? <laughs> Somebody's got to be. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> and uh, I tell you, what was it? Zombieland, his cameo in Zombieland had me in absolute stitches. That was a great movie, and that was the highlight, highlight of, of that movie. Because, I mean, that's what that, that would be how Bill would want to go out, and I don't blame him at all because <laughs> that's awesome as hell. It is so cool. Yeah, he just taught himself how to do the zombie makeup. Yep, you know? Yeah, just blend. Yeah. <laughs> just blend. You know, I'm a social person. I like to get out. <laughs> I get lonely. You don't want to rub shoulders with people, you know? Yeah, all hail Bill, to Bill Murray. To Bill Murray.
Mm. Oh, great. Now I'm thinking about Adam and Eve. Why? Well, I mean, you know, God put Adam to sleep. Uh, he took out his rib and he made Eve from his rib. And then Adam wakes up. He sees Eve for the first time, but he's like, oh, I'm missing a rib. And then he sees Eve for the first time and he gets the very first boner. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, that's where God put the rib. <laughs> uh, but and, and she goes, I'm supposed to get that. That's exactly. mine. How long did it take for them to figure out sex? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I mean, imagine those very first awkward strides in human sexuality. Take your most awkward sexual experience and multiply it by 10. You know, just what, what, what must it have been like? Should I stick this here? No? Okay, how about here? Let's see. Uh, what, what happens if I touch it here and he touches her uh, navel with it? Yeah. The belly button? Do, do, or did they have belly buttons? Yeah. Did they? Did I they? don't know. That's a good question because Adam neither one of them came, yeah, because neither one of them came uh, attached to a placenta. That's true. And do you think that like once they had kids, that they were like, what the fuck is with the belly button? It's like, right. why is this cord still attached? What do we do with this? Yeah, how long did they go without cutting that thing? Oh my god! Some. Uh, oh, it must have been so gross being some, Cain and Abel. Some animals actually just let that thing rot off. Yeah, it would rot off eventually. Mm -hmm, dry. Up. Some would like chew through it. Some would. Or would you think Adam... Some would, would eat it. Yeah, do you think when Adam, when Eve was pregnant, Adam would say, hey, why don't you go off in the woods and watch some other mammals giving birth so you get some tips? Because have, we have no idea what to expect. That's a possibility. Oh, my God. That's so... It's so and weird. Wait, wait, wait. Was the first boner before or after they ate the Tree of Knowledge, though? Because she was not cursed with having to... Uh, start bearing children until after they ate at the tree, so he would have no need for a flash, uh, for a boner before then. I don't think boners are evil. I didn't say they were evil. I don't think boners... I think boners happen... Well, boners can be evil. No, they can't. Yeah, they can. When you wake up in the morning, first thing, and that thing's just rock hard and in your goddamn way, that's fucking annoying, that's evil. Yeah, especially when you gotta pee. Yeah. And I don't know if it's evil, though. You, you know what's evil? Trying to... Pissed with that God blessed thing, I don't you know, know if it's evil. bending over, you know, you've got one hand on the wall, one hand on that unit, you're at a like, an almost 35 degree angle trying to turn that thing, bend that thing down, and it's hurting. You got to bend it down just so you're not barely getting inside the back of the bowl. Yeah, <laughs> that's evil. I don't know about evil. Yeah, that's what God's laughing. He's <laughs> jerks. That's what you get for eat by eat eating from that tree, you dipshits. Yep. And talking snakes. I mean, why why are you talking to snakes, lady? I mean, and so I, I guess... Because she saw one between Adam's legs and she was trying to figure out what in the hell that was thing and swore. It's like, oh, there's one moving around the ground not attached to somebody. Let's find out what that's all about. Maybe Is I that's find a use to this. I don't know. Is it going to get big, fall off, and start moving around? So I, sp so I suppose God said, yeah, I guess it was a dumb idea to let snakes talk, so let's, let's end that. <laughs> so uh, poof, no more talking snakes. And well, yeah. wasn't the snake supposedly Hasatan? I have no idea. I wasn't there. And what what would snakes have to say other than I'm cold? I'm hungry. I'm gonna bite you. I doubt they'd ever say disobey God. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, does so? I guess the snakes believe in God. What does the snake think that God looks like? <laughs> Maybe that was it, you know. Ah, so you get created in his image, and I don't even get legs. Yeah, you know, I'm lucky I'm in this tree. And he gets pissed off at me. He says, "Now I got to crawl on my belly." Rats get legs, and I don't even get legs. Okay, yeah. Here, I'll fix this. I'll fix this shit. Bored ass snake sitting in a tree, just trying to fuck with humans. The God said, "Eh, bad design." Look at read. Oh, damn it! Hell, hippie. What? <laughs> you got the sneezies. I got the sneezies. You got the sneezies. Hey, it's about that time to get into the news worth knowing. Do you want to do that? Uh, don't you need to pay more bills? I do have to pay more bills. I have to tell you about Flashback Comics. They're located out of Woodbridge, Virginia. They have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and sta statues. They're located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off Smoketown Road. Uh, they're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, are open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that FXBG Public Radio sent you. 
So we paid the bills. So it was time to get into the news worth knowing. While Hill Hippie wipes his nose. <laughs> yeah, I better mute my mic for this. Oh, you're going to do some honking? Honking out your nose? Yeah. All right. So uh, while we're waiting on that, uh, let's talk about former Mythbuster Adam Savage building a flying Iron Man suit for a new show. Uber cool. Uber cool. So um, Adam Savage, for, former co-host of Mythbusters on the Discovery Channel, uh, took a page right out of Tony Stark's playbook. He built a full set of Iron Man armor on his new show, Save Builds, that performs very similar to the functional superheroes. Excuse me. Use Save Builds? I thought it was Savage Builds. Maybe it's a, yeah, maybe a typo here. Okay. Using a 3D printer, Savage and his team reproduced the real-life suit made from titanium from titanium that can fly and is bulletproof. Uh, he partnered with Richard Browning, owner of Jetpack Company Gravity, to build a suit with enough horsepower to soar above the ground. All right. Using four jets bolted to each arm and one attached to his back, Savage describes an astounding experience. No shit. Uh, I was just able to hover like 15 feet off the ground and actually directionalize the and aim a little bit uh, and the last bit of, of just feeling the power. My arms locked, rising above the ground. Absolutely incomparable, he said while trying the prototype. Awesome. Talking about boners. Yeah, right? You know he had one. That's so cool. You know, it's, it's going to be real. It's going to be real. It's... It's going to be real one day, man. Yeah, they're close. They just got to find a way to recreate uh, a power source like the arc reactor. Mm, that way you can start shooting repulsor beams. Thing. That's the mm-hmm. real tricky thing. Is I that think that's reactor. what Jamie's working on. Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Heineman? Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, I got you. So, uh, yeah. Wouldn't that be the cool thing? Because I don't think the episode's actually aired yet, has it? I don't think so. So uh, they show all this at the end of it. Jamie walks out with his little uh, big old mustache. Big, yeah. I got this to work, guys. Come, let me fix this. And it's I the call next it the episode. arc reactor. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically how... The arc reactor is how Iron Man uh, was able to function in a scientific world. Right. This is science. It's the arc reactor. I made a new, you know, an energy source that can revolutionize the world. And I'm not giving it to anybody. Anybody. <laughs> I could end the world's uh, power problems. Yeah, in, fossil fuel use, you know, all these countries trying to use nu- getting nuclear plants. And stuff. Right. You could change the world with this, but no, you're not helping anybody else. Because out. he was afraid of people turning it into, into weapons into the weapons. way he did. The way he did, yeah. So, you know, it's... Only I can have this weapon. Yes, I must have the strongest gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, isn't that the philosophy of most major nations of, I, will, I must have the biggest guns? Uh, y- y- generally. Yeah. Uh, some, some, some militaries, uh, some nations' militaries are cute, like Iran's Navy. It's, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say this is a brief aside. It's like, you know, everyone's like, are we going to go to war with Iran? And I'm just like, it, it won't last long. The, um, yeah, I mean, like, seriously, we could destroy their entire Navy in like six hours, if that. So, I mean, that's why the U.S., everyone's like, are you going to go to war with Iran? It's like, well, it, it doesn't seem fair. Right. <laughs> so, we, no. <laughs> it's like a professional wrestler picking on a six-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, they're not even like pirates, you know? They're like they're like shitty pirates. And so people are like, <laughs> like what are you going to do to get to Iran? And it's like, I, we're afraid to even fly a jet near them. It might sink their ship, capsize their ship or something like that. <laughs> they just sort of fly over it in an F-18 and phew, the ship turns over and there's half right. their Navy gone. You <laughs> break, uh, break the sound barrier right there. <laughs> All the ships capsized. <laughs> yep, that was the end of the war. Yep, without firing a shot. Anyway, that was a little brief aside about... Iran. Um, so I want to move into a bummer of a story. Uh, because uh, I guess it's still Pride Month, right? Yeah. And um, this is something I forgot to mention last time we talked about Pride Month, is that um, uh, gay people and uh, transgender people and stuff like that, they have a higher risk of suicide. Uh, right. And so forth. And I feel a little bit of kinship with them on that front. All right. 
because I don't think. No I'm matter, glad you felt the need yes, to clarify. Because um, you know, suicide is is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and this is something that I had to learn myself. And so I just want to uh, talk about the story. Uh, Philadelphia's first openly gay deputy sheriff found dead at his desk in an apparent suicide. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, this happened on Friday. That can't be right. Uh, just before the city's Weekend of Pride celebrations were set to begin. I guess at the beginning of this month this happened. All right. Uh, Dante Austin, who was 27, was found de- uh, dead at his desk at the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office. An official cause of death is awaiting confirmation through the medical examiner's office. Austin's, Austin was an Army veteran who served at an, uh, as the department's first LGBTQ community liaison and was known as a fierce advocate. He was set to uh, be promoted to the position of sergeant next month, according to CBS Philly. Uh, Sheriff Jewel Williams reflected on Austin's service with the Philadelphia Police Department, which he joined in 2013, and called his death a tragedy for the sheriff's office, Deputy Austin's family, and the local LGBTQ community. Quote, Dante was a person who believed in and cared about everybody, Williams said. He had the highest score of the deputy sheriff's exam and was hired in November 2013. He was the first openly gay deputy sheriff, and we promoted him to become our first LGBT community liaison in May 2017. The Mayor's Commission on LGBTQ Affairs also issued a statement in wake of Austin's death, describing his significant impact on the community in Philadelphia. Dante worked tirelessly always to lift up the most marginalized among us, to secure safety and protection for the most vulnerable, and to serve his community with unparalleled dedication and warmth and generosity that moves so many of us. Dante's legacy is one of boldness, bravery, compassion, and unfailing commitment to a kinder and more just world for all. As we all move forward in mourning and honoring our friend and colleague, may we cherish and celebrate the ways he's changed us, improved our city, and protected and saved lives. Uh, the rainbow pride flag at, at the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office was lowered half staff in honor of his memory, and one at City Hall will do the same. Uh, the William Way LGBT Community Center hosted an informal gathering on Friday with food, drinks, and peer counselors to help those coping with the loss. That's good. This is most important. A uh, couple of sentences here. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please ask for help. The National Suicide Prevention and Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. You can also text TALK to 741-741. Now, I think this is very important, and I think this this goes beyond anything. You know, you may hate me, dear listener. You may hate me for the you know, way I feel about certain groups of people and stuff like that. But let's, let's, let's be honest. It's like everybody should live and let live. And so I think, you know... If something's bothering you, if you could talk to me, you could talk to me about that. Madman at fxbgpr.com. You could email me about it. Don't hurt yourself. I went through that phase. I went, I was, I thought I was at my wit's end. I thought I had no friends. And I did. I did have friends. Everyone has friends. You just reach out and find them. They're willing to help, especially if you're hurting. Don't hurt yourself, please. Talk to somebody. If not me, somebody else. I can understand you not wanting to talk to me. I'm annoying. Self-centered. Yes, please get help. Uh, my own brief aside here, sure. since you brought up uh, Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, I saw a uh, live broadcast on Facebook from WVVA, one of the um, television stations back home in West Virginia. Yeah. And it was going around showing some of the vendors and activities going on at the first Pride month, uh, Pride celebration in a town called Beckley, really close to where I grew up, right. like a 45-minute drive. Okay. And I thought, you know, this is really cool. You know, you never thought you'd see something like that back in the sticks where I grew up right. at. West Virginia gays, what are they like? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, i tell you what I saw. Fucking hatred and bigotry. What? Just the comments that were pouring through on the side of the live stream, uh, the live stream yeah. on the Facebook, disgusted me. I, I was I was so disgusted by that. I was ashamed to be from West Virginia and from that area. Yeah, I understand. I mean, just some of the most horrible comments. Y'all are going to burn in hell. How dare WVVA uh, pollute our families and our children sharing this type of uh, uh, bullshit? You know, just 
just vile, horrible things. All right. To all you jackasses out there who made such comments, your views do not give you the right to downtrodden on other individuals. You live your life. Let them live theirs. They don't believe the same way you do. I just, yeah, live and let live. I mean, it's, I, I just, I don't get these people who are like, <laughs> you're going to burn in hell. It's like, oh, whose call is that? It's not yours. Yeah. It's not yours. And you know what? I think I would rather uh, God send people to hell who are always, who are running around saying, you're going to go to hell for this. You're going to go to hell for that. Like you're the moral authority on earth. Right. And wait, wait, wait. Not. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's my job to decide who goes to hell, not mm-hmm. you. So uh, why don't you just go get a sample of uh, your own medicine that you wanted to do- uh, dish yeah. out so much? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's great about not being God is that's, that burden is not on your shoulders. <laughs> you know, you don't get to judge. No. None of us get to judge. So why don't you just go ahead, live and let live. And, you know, if, if there's a bunch of gay people walking down the street and you don't like that, go home. Don't sit at the parade shouting things. Don't sit in the live chat just saying horrible, horrible things. That's stupid. Right. That's feeding your own anger. That's feeding your own intolerance. You know, and that's it's unhealthy. And it's spreading hatred into the world. Well, I mean, this... This is the this is the problem with social media is that that's what drives people to comment and interact is anger, you know. It's rare when you see somebody post something positive or something like that where people will share the hell out of that. If somebody posts something that like a body cam, cop shooting a black guy, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't need to get the context, what crime you'd commit, and what had happened if he pulled a weapon or tried to reach the cop's gun. You don't know. But, you know, you just post the body cam footage and you say, look, at this is a, a killing an unarmed black teen. And then, boom, a lot of people are sharing that. A lot of people are sh- sharing it and a lot of people are outraged about it. And that's what causes people that to get, you know, get all, all twisted up in this uh, 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 cycle of hatred and, and anger. And it's just you're just raising your own friggin' bro- blood pressure and you're going to kill yourself quicker. Yeah. Relax out there. Live and let live. Yeah, after watching that, well, watching the stream was cool, but seeing the comments, I uh, created a uh, a Land Dreams uh, pride banner with the smoke logo in front of the the rainbow banner, posted that out there to let those our listeners know that we are not the intolerant type. Well, I mean, I'm a little intolerant. You're a little incorrigible. Uh, yeah. Yes, I got. I got to look up that word. I got to figure out what exactly that means because I'm not sure about the difference. And you're a little irrepressible. Irrepressible. Stop. I, I've like maxed out on vocabulary <laughs> vocabulary words this week. Yeah, I've been told. I figured out. Uh, I've been hanging out with you too much. How's that? Somebody told me the other day I was a language elitist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just kept holding. I looked at EK. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I looked at EK. I said, I think I've been hanging out with Scott too much. What is that? And I told him what I said. He goes, yeah, I think you've been hanging out with him too much. <laughs> I am a language elitist. Thank you for listening and thank you for paying attention. Hope you're that listener in Warsaw. Okay. Let's move on to this next story. Uh, police in Topeka, Kansas, apologized Monday for posting a Father's Day message on Twitter that encouraged citizens to turn in fathers without standing arrest warrants. What? <laughs> this is what they posted. Does your child's father have warrants? The Sunday morning tweet read, is he carrying around any drugs? Has he been committing any crimes? Want to give him Father's Day uh, he'll never forget? Call TPD and we'll make your family, a, we'll help your family make a memory that will last a lifetime. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Isn't that great? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Those guys are so stupid. <laughs> Here's the problem is like, you know, if you end up being a cop, it's probably not it's probably not because you uh could have been a stand-up comedian. Right. All right, you know, so uh it's just my thought in general is like there are a shitload of cops out there that think they're funny. Oh, well, th- there are, dude. Haven't you seen Super Troopers? No. Oh, Those weren't real cops. They weren't? Were they puppets? No, they weren't puppets. I thought they were real cops. I thought the guy with the must the, the mustache might have been a puppet. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, in a statement Monday, the department said a member of its social media team posted the tweet, which was, quote, meant to be humorous and lighthearted, but was hurtful to some. 
Yeah. And we and we would like to sincerely apologize for this mistake. This will be a learning experience, and it goes to show that words, even when intended to be hilarious, can be hurtful to others. Okay, whatever. Well, uh, t- timing, that that would have been funny in any other context except for Father's Day. Yeah. You know, you want to make a lasting memory? <laughs> your, dad, uh, your baby daddy who... Right, they're trying to get, like, pissed off single moms to turn it. Like, that motherfucker owed me yeah. money. You know, right. just... <laughs> Is he not paying his child support? Turn him yeah, in. Turn him in. Just you know, wait a week until after Father's Day because that's Happy you know turning Father's him, Day. Turn, arrested. Turn him in. Uh, turning him in is enough of uh, of a kick in the dick. But you turn him in on Father's Day, man. That's just ripping the sack right off. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's a negative reinforcement, is what it is. It's like what you need to do is you need to encourage fathers to be fathers, right? Instead of just saying like turn them in if they're deadbeats, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, I think. Uh, this is just a bad call. Some dipshit running the social media over at Topeka, Kansas. Thought he was being funny. Oh, there's the problem. Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do in Topeka, Kansas. Nothing to do. Nothing to do. That's why That's why everyone loves the internet is because there's tons of places like Topeka, Kansas where there's nothing to do. And there's a tons of stuff to look at, look at and see on the internet and get angry at, I suppose. Or make stupid jokes. Because yeah. boredom creates, well, you know... Necessity is the mother of invention, but not all inventions are good ones. That last sentence, though, call TPD, and we'll help your family make a memory that will last a lifetime. How can you frame that in such a positive way? Uh, How can you do that? What's wrong with you people? What do you mean, you people? You social media guys and girls. I hate that. People are like, non-binary nah. entities. I hate that. I screwed up. I got. I got to find the. the oh thing, no! The thingy again. Oh no! I, I so gotta get my notes again. Get your notes again. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, turning in the fathers on Father's Day. Just what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, I can get it. You know, if you're you're not paying your child support or. You've been, you let, uh, the mother's letting the father see the kid and find out he's running the kid around with dope in the car or some shit like that. Yeah, you, you need to I do something about yeah. that to protect your child. Uh, hopefully but, you don't need to run to the police to do that. Maybe it's just, you know, go to him and say, I don't want any of this legal sh- illegal shit around my kid. Right. You know, people need to quit running to the government for everything. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of a no-brainer to me, but apparently people don't understand that. It's like, if you have a problem, uh, go to your uh, uh, family of friends first. You know, go to your family, go to your friends, go to your church, go to your school, go to your state government, your county government, I mean, uh, county government, I mean, then go to your state government, then go to the federal government. Instead of every time something goes wrong, you got to scream at the federal government. You need to do something about this. It's like, no, there's a process here. There's a, there's a way it works here in the Republic. Figure it out. It's not just running to the president. It's like, you need to do something about this. Or, yeah. or blasting him on Twitter for not doing something about it already. He's too busy tweeting to help you. And playing golf. Playing golf, yeah. Do you think he does the two at the same time? Do you think... I think he has somebody following him around with a phone. And he's like, this is what I want you to tweet out right now. <laughs> and they, and their job is to do that. And they get a sick amount of money just to parrot this whatever this dipshit says. I, could, I guarantee you he doesn't could, type his own tweets. Yeah, probably not. Could you take that job? Uh no. <laughs> I would edit it. <laughs> I would edit so $200,000 a year to follow that dipshit around and type in his tweets. God, I hope they're getting paid more than that. I don't see money. I mean, there's just no happiness in money. I've had money before and it's just, there's, there's no amount of money. It's like that, that could keep me from doing what I need to do, you know? And just uh, even if there's like $15 million a second to follow me around to tweet everything I say, it's like, no. $15 million a second? No. Yes. For I'd work for an hour. No. One second, two seconds, $30 million. I'm set for life, Jack. I'm sure you have some And sort- I'd never have to. Uh, that's what he said. Verbal contract. You're sure you'd have paperwork for you. Say so you can't quit after you have two seconds or anything like that. Maybe. Don't listen to my exaggerating. 
thing. I mean, there's no amount of money that could keep me from doing what I need to do. I mean, I've made a lot of money before doing a, a job I couldn't stand. I can't, I can't live like that. And I, I think a lot of people out there are the same way. So let's, uh, let's go on to this next story. Uh, this woman. Uh, AOC hits out on Twitter at Shrieking Republicans, criticizing her comparison of border facilities to concentration camps. Okay, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, has taken aim at quote-unquote shrieking Republicans who criticized her on her comparing border facilities at the U.S.-Mexico border to concentration camps. Uh, She made the shocking claim during an Instagram broadcast uh, last night and then doubled down this morning on Twitter. Uh, Quote, this administration has established concentration camps on the southern border of the United States for immigrants, where they are being brutalized with dehumanizing conditions and dying, she tweeted. And then she said, quote, this is not hyperbole. This is a conclusion of expert analysis. You know what's interesting? She used hyperbole correctly. Yeah. Where's and, the proof? And yet still doesn't understand that it is hyperbole. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cute. Where's the proof? Yeah. You know, if, if you, <laughs> this is what you saw and it's, and it's not hyperbole, it's actual fact, why would she not, you know... Th- splattered that across the media and say, look what's going down. Let's let's fix this. That's what she should have done, but unfortunately she's an idiot. Anyway, a few hours later, she followed up her original tweet with a message directed to Republicans criticizing her statements. And for the shrieking Republicans who don't know know the difference, concentration camps are not the same as death camps, she wrote. Concentration camps are considered by experts as the mass detention of civilians without trial, and that's exactly what the administration is doing, this administration is doing. Shortly after the tweets were posted, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, accused the New Yorker of disgracing herself by making this comparison. Yeah. Please, at AOC, this is what uh, uh, Congresswoman Cheney said, at, please, at JOC, do us all a favor and spend just a few minutes learning some actual history. Six million Jews were exterminated in the Holocaust. You demean their memory and disgrace yourself with comments like this. Mm-hmm. Not to be outdone, AOC quickly returned to serve... Uh, <clears throat> Return serve at her Republican counterpart. Hey, Rep. Cheney, since you're so eager to educate me, I'm curious, what do you call building mass camps of people being detained without trial? How would you dress up DHS's mass separation of thousands of children at the border from their parents, she tweeted. Rep. Cheney then replied, happy to help educate you at AOC. Uh, You could start with at Yad Vashem. Y-A-D-V-A-S-H-E-M, Survivor Testimonies. I also recommend Night by Ellie Weissel. Here's an Amazon link that make it easy for you to purchase. She's not going to read that. <laughs> She's not going to read that. Uh, earlier today, uh, AOC comments were also criticized by the Vice President of National Border Control, Border Patrol Council, Art Del Cuerto. Quote, it's disgusting to compare concentration camps to what the men and women are doing here protecting our country, he said in on America's news, Newsroom. It is definitely a slap in the face to a lot of people who had their family members who actually went through concentration camps. This woman is so stupid. I mean, here's the problem with her generation, is that they don't... It, it, we're so far away from those days of the World War II and the horrors that everyone saw Everyone in the world saw once they started getting into Germany and uh, occupied, you know, Poland and so forth, and running into these concentration camps. That's when the world finally saw what the Germans were really, really doing, mm-hmm. and that horrified the entire world. Yeah, the entire world. And we are we are so far removed from that. You know, it was what, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. That, like, so many generations have gone by that no one is shocked by the idea anymore. That's why ca- the people are so casual about co- throwing around a word like Nazi, you know? Right. Or concentration camp. It's because they, they, they've never seen a Nazi. They've never seen a concentration camp. And, they, and that's all that they, uh, they think it's like the benchmark. The standard is like, put, you know what, AOC, if you're really worried about these people at the border, why don't you help uh, uh, your Tell your Democrat friends to free up some money for Trump so we can do something and provide better facilities down there at the border. But you guys are not like holding off on this money. This is a whole different thing. You know, <laughs> I, this is a whole different thing. It's like if you want if you want to help those people, you need to free up some money so we can get the border security we need we need in the South, and we can get uh, provide better facilities for all these people coming in here. You know, so we can help naturalize them legally. Right. 
I know. I don't know. I'm, I, I didn't, you know, I'm, I've never been a bartender, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not qualified to be a representative in Congress. You know, however, I do know history. I studied history. I understand the impact of things like concentration camps, Nazis, genocide. And, you know, the pictures that they have of these concentration camps in textbooks today are nowhere near what pictures we, the world actually saw during those days. Those really horrifying images have been locked away and hidden because yeah. people don't need to see that. Yeah, it's the same with, like, uh, the D-Day invasions and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff got redacted, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it was truly, truly horrifying. And I think that that is, like, a lot of that impact has lost has been lost due to time, through, through time. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I think that's probably why those kind of things should not have been redacted, so we can remember. You know, from time to time, that <clears throat> that shock factor of what ha- the atrocities that have occurred in human history should be addressed, brought up, and brought Remembered. back to light. That way, the mistake doesn't occur again. That's why you don't tear down Confederate statues. You know, and that's mm-hmm. um, plus. Uh, like, let's talk about like in the World War II. Let's talk about Imperial Japan and what they were doing. I mean, whoa, like uh, comfort women. You heard about them where, you know, these girls are just straight up for sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, straight up for sex for uh, imperial soldiers. And uh, the way they killed civilians, the way they propagandized to civilians and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Uh, Nanking, the rape of Nanking. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people don't, that like seriously, intentionally avoid talking about when it comes to imperialist Japan, you know. People will talk, they'll talk all day and night about how horrible the Nazis were and so forth and how, uh, how the war in uh, the, the theater, European theater of operations was, was wow, that was real epic. But, yeah, there's something going on in the Pacific, too. Yeah, the yeah, Pacific then, theater then, was yeah, the A-bomb. Just, just as vicious yeah. and horrible. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't talk about that. A lot of people don't talk about that. So, I mean, it's important to remember all of your history, AOC. So you don't casually throw around concentration camps. All right, we've got about eight minutes left. i got two more stories to go. We're going to get to a lighter subject, I promise. Please! I, I promise. Okay. Uh, moose crashes through a pizza shop's window in Maine. It was hungry. You know, that's the quote. It says, he moose have been hungry. <laughs> like I said, uh... Uh, it's probably a cop that said it. Yeah, police in the town of Dover, Foxcroft, Maine, say a moose crashed through the window of a now-closed pizzeria at about 1.30 a.m. on Friday morning. Those, those post-club munchies. Uh, Matt Poole, an officer with the Piscataquis County Sheriff's Office, managed to snap a picture of a likely hangry moose exiting the back uh, through a broken window on East Main Street, the Portland Press-Herald reported. Uh, we found the suspect, and they are not in custody. <laughs> the Dover Foxcroft police joked on Facebook. Boring, right? We don't have handcuffs big enough. Right. Uh, police Chief Ryan Reardon told the Press Herald that moose spottings aren't exactly uncommon. It's Maine. You know, right. They're everywhere. And they rarely smash through windows into homes or local businesses. I've been at this job for 26 years, and I grew up here. This is the first time I've seen it. But you've seen them do stuff like that, right? Right. Uh, commenters. Uh, who responded to the police department's Facebook post, meanwhile, couldn't help but crack jokes. Who trolls your local police department? Everybody. I guess I got to get on board with that. Uh, It's a moose-steak, one person wrote. He was just a first responder. (laughs) This is a moose-ing, another added. He moose have been hungry. No, it was Mighty Moose. It was Mighty Moose. Others expressed their concern for the animal. It was likely hurt during the break-in break in <laughs> it's unclear if the moose has been uh located following the incident are they really looking for it <laughs> we got an apb yeah, on a moose what does it look like it looks like a fucking moose uh, it might have a couple shards of glass sticking off of it yeah yeah it, it, they think it might have been uh injured but wb wbz tv reported on friday after the, the that the moose returned safely to the woods i wonder if they had a chop route possibly Boring day in, in Maine, I guess. It's Maine. He of made, course it was. Yeah, the moose also made off with not a single slice. As the pizza, slop that for, the pizza shop that formerly used the space had just moved across the river in Dover, Fox. Oh, it's like, oh, I'll miss this place. You know what it was? They heard that the uh, 
the owners of the pizza shop were thinking about, you know what, we ought to do a, mer- a moose burger pizza. <laughs> what? What? Fuck, <laughs> you ain't happening on my watch, motherfuckers. Could have been. Could have been. You know, that's why hunting is important, people. Yeah. You need to call the herds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to say that it's good to kill animals, but they are delicious. Yes. And if you want to go out and hunt and are too pansy to eat the meat, please feel free to contact me, Hill Hippie, at H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E at FXBGPR.com. And I will set up a way for you to mail that delicious moose meat to me. I hope this ended. Let's, oh, please send us moose. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is our last story for the day. Uh, Arizona police officer helped save a distressed man on a bridge after offering a hug. Police officer, in, police officer in Arizona recently showed how compassion can help save a life. The Chandler Police Department released footage Wednesday of a March incident in which a 26-year-old man climbed the railing on a pedestrian bridge over Highway 101 southwest of Phoenix. The man had scaled the protective railing with the intent to jump. In traumatic body camera footage, however, Officer Aaron Little is seen talking with the man, asking him to climb back over the railing. This is a quote. I'll hug you, man. I don't care. I just want to talk to you. I swear. Little could be heard saying. The officer was uh, able to eventually convince the man to climb back onto the bridge to get that embrace. Come give me that hug, Little said. I'm not going to do anything to you. The man could then be heard crying as the camera rolls during the embrace. An expert with Impact Suicide Prevention Center told Fox 10 the officer's calm, casual demeanor and compassion were key in not escalating the situation. Quote, being sympathetic, non-judgmental, calm, so the fact that the officer doesn't seem shocked by what the individual is doing and maintained his distance from him. Erica Chestnut Ramirez, director of Crisis and Impact Suicide Prevention Center, told Fox 10 of the numerous things the officer did well. You know, all it takes sometimes is a hug. You know, you don't see that enough anymore. You know, the random person walking up, free hug? Damn right. You know, hug a stranger and just two of you go on about your merry way. Well, it's just, you know, people are always second guessing. Why? Why? Is that, is that your is that your kink, man? That's what I mean. It's like people are oh. always second guessing. Uh, okay, see, it's I, hard to live that way. It really is. Uh, see, I I'm sorry. I'm used to hanging out with a lot more hippies. That's the problem. We need a, more hippies in the world who, who give away and accept free hugs, and we wouldn't have this type of shit. We need more hippies. That's your that's your job, guys. Become hippies. Uh, on a side note, I hear that uh, people are like starting to advocate for the legalization of marijuana in Virginia. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me either. I don't think it's going to happen here anytime oh, nah, soon. Oh, yeah, no, nah, not very soon. Absolutely not. But uh, maybe then, maybe then we'll get more hippies, and yeah, I don't know how 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 common are hugs, free hugs in uh, like Portland. I don't know. I've never been to Portland, but you know, in the places where hippies hang out, all the fucking time. How about San Francisco? Never been to San Francisco. They're too busy pooping in the streets. Maybe. I that's, don't, that's I, what the hippies are doing over there. Is it? Yeah. You've been there? No. Then how do you know? I've heard. I can read. You can read. I can read. Okay. With all the times we talk about, you know, twists on news stories, you're going to buy that? If They're probably pooping on the streets because they're homeless for some reason. They're, they're homeless because they're junkies get free free clean needles and anyway i'm that's not necessarily a hippie brother. we got we got one we got one uh one minute left so i just want to tell you it's like if you have any questions you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com uh i would love to answer your questions put you on the mailbag it's no problem uh i'll shout you out if you specifically ask for it i'll keep you anonymous unless you specifically ask that you want to be uh you, known you might want to rethink the naming of that uh, the mailbag yeah you want to be put in the mail bag? It's spelled M-A-L-E, bag. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. No. Mail bag, M-A-I-L, bag. So, um, yeah, um, please, please, please consider becoming a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, become a patron, and you get access to all of our video uh, uh, footage and so forth. Also, you can check out Hill Hippies' uh, YouTube channel. Search for Hill Hippie. 
And also my YouTube channel. Uh, search for Madman Lowercase, as you see there on your screen, unless you're listening. Sorry. And so, uh, yeah. Go over to teespring.com slash stores slash Madman Lowercase, and you will be able to find our store. Get it yourself a t-shirt like this. I got one. You can get one, too. Anyway, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. And I'm the Heel Hippie, wishing you all peace and love.